0: How's it going, everyone, and welcome to This Week in Points and Travel. I am your host, JP Buffett, and on this week's episode, we'll be discussing why everyone in their mother, well, okay, maybe not their mother, is discussing the Chase Sci-Fi preferred, aka the CSP, aka Baby Blue. That, That last one's not real. But yes, that'll be we'll be discussing today on This Week in Points and Travel. But up first, we'll be talking about the devaluation of the United Mileage Plus program. This is their frequent flyer program coming from United. According to a report, by one mile at a time, they'll be rolling out a mileage devaluation that is potentially the worst in history. Now, that sounds a little hyperbolic, but that's what they're saying. The report goes on to say that the program will increase their reward costs by about 30%. This is apparent when looking at uh, transatlantic travel in particular. Additionally, it does not matter if you're booking uh, for a United flight or for a partner flight; the increase is across the board. So basically, what they're saying is, if you are booking on United or you're trying to use United uh, mileage points, the fares will be increased across the board. So no matter where you try to go, you cannot hide from this fare increase. Uh, they basically gave an example of uh, you know a flight, basically the Saver fl- uh, flying program. Which is United's uh, lowest cost economy flights, starting you know a flight for thirty thousand points, and they also gave a flight for sixty thousand points in business. It's the same flight, but one's thirty thousand for economy, and another is sixty thousand uh, mileage plus points for business. They showed that these flights increased. These are transatlantic flights. These flights increased uh, to forty thousand and eighty thousand points respectively. This is tough. <laughs> I mean, I won't, I won't deny it. this is tough, but in the world of inflation points in point two, too, do not forget that. Um, it's always a good idea not to hold to points too long because they will lose their value over time. And on top of that, it seems that the companies, you know, uh, don't want uh, us to get outsized value. I, I pretty much, that's pretty much in my mind. They don't want us to gain um, too much, uh, too much extra value from the points they're putting out. They want paying customers. That is what they want. So it makes sense in this respect that they're going to do this. But, you know, with that being said, there are other ways around it. You know, you can go through Aeroplan, which is through Air Canada. You know, they're also, I think, um, they're also a partner uh, with them. So you can uh, book United flights or other flights through Air Ca- Air, Air Canada. Oh, sorry, uh, through Aeroplan from Air Canada. Or you can go the way of the life miles, through Avianca Life Miles. So these are another, it's another partner of United um and you can book these flights so there are other ways around it even though united is trying to go the way of delta um but yeah basically the sky pesos all that stuff but yeah this is a devaluation of the united uh mileage plus program in our main story this week i'll be talking about the chase sapphire preferred you know the chase card that gives everybody the uh nightmares of 524 Um, trust me, Jamie Dimon is not under your bed, kids. This is not, uh, something to be worried about, but given the 80K offer is out there and there's so many people, you know, you can't see a YouTube video or whatnot without somebody talking about the Chase Sapphire Preferred and the 80K offer It is ubiquitous throughout the entire system. So that leads us to this question for this week is why are people considering the Chase Sapphire Preferred card as the best first travel card for the average traveler? I don't think you can go anywhere, I don't think you can go anywhere without somebody spotting how good the Chase Sapphire Preferred is. And so, you know, we're going to ask the question this week as to why it might be that way. So the Chase Sapphire Preferred has been around for about 14 years. It was a first initially launched back in 2009. And since that time, it has been at the forefront of travel, especially for beginning and average travelers. These are travelers that, you know, go maybe one to three trips a week, uh, oh, sorry, not a week, One or three trips a year, and yeah, so you know, like for a ninety-five dollar annual fee, the question is, what are are the perks really that good, and are the protections really that good for what you're paying for? You know, is it really worth all the hype? So yeah, the Chase Sapphire or the CSP, as I'm gonna call it from now on. Uh, has been touted as the best beginner travel card for a few reasons. Honestly, first, it obviously is that low annual fee. That ninety-five dollar entry-level annual fee is low when you compare it to a lot of other travel cards. You know, premium travel cards, for example, the Amex uh, Platinum, the uh, the newest one in the block, the, uh, the Capital One Venture X, or even the Chase Sapphire Preferreds, or the CSP's uh, big brother, the Chase Sapphire Reserve. You know, all of these have annual fees are so clocking in about. $395 to $695. These are pretty hefty annual fees. So, you know, this is, this, the chase out of CSP is 300 to $600 cheaper, cheaper than some of these things. And, you know, while you I of mean, these cars, you know, have ways of subsidizing these costs, it is still a pretty hefty chunk of change to be giving up a one lump sum. $300 just to give up, you know, at the beginning of the year or whenever your statement uh, opens up, that's a lot of money to be giving up. Now, on the other hand, the CSP, you know, comes in again at only one ninety, sorry, only at $95, which is, you know, pretty reasonable for most people. While it doesn't, you know, come with things like, you know, lounge access or airline fee credits, it does have decent multipliers in terms of general travel and dining at 2X and 3X. When you book through the Chase file portal, which is what I think they want you to be doing, you're getting 5X on travel. So, you know, that's just a few different ways I can name. I mean, I'm sure there are many more out there. Um, But, yeah, you know, you're getting in terms of cash back for your cash back fans out there, you're getting two to five percent for value on these points when you spend, you know, money. Now, also on top of that, the annual fee is offset by, you know, the $50 hotel credit um, when, when booking to the portal. Again, going back to the portal. So all in all, you know, people who want to travel even a little bit, it might be worth it for them. Yet, there's still many cards that can give you, you know, some of this value on dining and general travel. Um, The first one that can come to mind for me is the City Double Cash at uh, at 2% back or 2X, you know, on everything. And also the Built Rewards card that has pretty decent multipliers when it comes to dining and, and travel. And both of those cards have no annual fee. So, the question I'm asking is, you know, why else would this card be appealing? Well, that brings it to what, you know, what I was talking about earlier today or earlier in the episode, is the bonus. You know, like, you know, one thing about the CSP that sets it apart from these other cards is that, it first off, it has a bonus, and that this bonus can be pretty lucrative, ranging anywhere from 60,000 to 100,000 Chase Ultimate Rewards points for $4,000 in spin. And the value, that value can range anywhere from $750 to $1,250, which is a lot of money. And this is mainly, you know, because you're getting... Uh, 1.25x on all your purchases again through the Chase Sapphire Portal, which can be very you know easy to use for the beginning traveler or the traveler who doesn't want a lot of hoopla in what they're doing. And this is very sweet when you're comparing it to a company like I said before, Amex, which gives you anywhere from 0.7 to one cent per point when you're using their their, uh, their portal, which is less value than I think you know anybody would really want to get for using their points. You know, granted, you know Amex does have great transfer partners but that they lean on when trying when people are trying to get outsized value. But for the person that wants simplicity, I think that this at the Chase card at the CSP offers that simplicity uh, for the average traveler. Now, talk about speaking of transfer partners. You know, Chase has you know one of the most coveted transfer partners of all. They have Hyatt. You know, high is a strange case obviously because it doesn't have a large footprint as like Marriott, But it does have a lot of value. I mean, I, 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 I don't, you know, use it much, but it's true it does have a lot of value um when you know that when you use the points, especially the fact you could transfer Chase Ultimate War points over to this. It, it can be a no-brainer for a lot of people. You know, most hotel currencies. You know, I've come across, like I said, the Hilton's and the Marriott's, they range between 0.5 to uh, 0.8 cents per point. That's basically, you know, how much money you're getting on the value. But for Hyatt, you're getting two upwards on average, like 1.8 to 2 cents per point. So this is a really great when people are trying to get a good amount of value out of their points. You know, this this strategy is a bit more advanced, obviously. In the beginning, traveler is probably not going to do that. But it's something that is there and it's, it's possible. But at the end of the day, I think one of the reasons that people really vouch the CSP as one of the best you know, beginner-friendly or average travel cards is because they can use that portal and they can get value just off the bat. Yeah, the, 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 the Chase Travel Portal, travelers can get a 4 uh, cents per point, like I said before, of 1.25 cents. This is a no-nonsense way to go. You know exactly what you're getting and you don't have to think much about it when it gets down to it. I think it is the simplicity of the service in the high floor compared to other issuers. Um, like I said before, before, Amex, you know, and that's why the CSP is touted as one of the best travel cards. If you know, if not the best, you know, first travel card for anyone who's trying to get into that space. The annual fee is not outrageous. It has decent multipliers, and the portal is, uh, you know, more competitive than you know, other ones out there. You know, these I think are the main reasons that I think people tout this the CSP as the first travel card. And and finally, on that, I think is actually a great gateway into the uh points in travel space, into the credit card space. You know, uh, you know, if you combine it with the no annual fee, uh, you know, Chase uh, Freedom Flex and the Chase Freedom Unlimited, uh, which also earn the same points. New travelers can learn how to get into the space at little to no risk. Little to no risk. You know, zero annual fee is, is basically no risk. Ninety five dollars, you know, it's not going to hurt you that bad. And, you know, I am a big fan. I'm a big fan of American Express, but I cannot overlook what Chase brings and what the Chase ecosystem brings in terms of value to travelers. I, I can't I can't overlook that. It's great. As much as I like to, you know, say it's, you know, whatever. While I was researching, it's like, wow, this is this car is really good. This is a really good car. Um, so I can definitely understand why people would want to get it. It's a great car for almost anyone, and it acts as a good launching pad into the world of points and travel. This is not how everyone started off. If I can redo it, I'll probably go over this car first. But it's not how everybody started off, you know, myself included. You know, but the more I research on this car, the more I see the benefits that come with it. And I will not deny the place of the CSP as the best beginners. An average traveler's travel credit card. So that will be it for this episode. If you like the podcast, please leave a like, comment, or review. I sincerely appreciate it. And of course, guys, until next time, peace.